Hey everyone, you're listening to the Discover Grace and Truth podcast. Together we are going to discover God's grace and truth through the Bible for people who love Jesus, who want to hear His voice, move in His direction, and eventually help others do the same. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode with Pastor Anton Lasala. Heavenly Father, we come before you right once again. Lord, we're so grateful to be in your kingdom. We're so grateful, Lord, that you're the Lord of our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, welcome again to Discover Grace and Truth podcast. Hey, we're celebrating Jesus this post-Christmas season. The Bible reminds us in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. I love that last line. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And we stand in that today, folks. And I just believe with you that his government and his peace will have no end in our lives. It will continue to operate through our lives. Family, this was prophesied well before the birth of Jesus Christ. And this stands for us today. In the book of Daniel, of the Bible, the prophet Daniel interprets a dream of King Nebuchadnezzar of the different kingdoms that will rise and fall. And in that interpretation, Daniel 2.44 says, and in those days, these kings, the God of heaven, will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall stand forever. God's kingdom stands forever, folks. Finally, in Luke chapter 1, verses 31 through 33, when an angel appeared to Mary regarding the birth of Jesus Christ, it says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb, bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob, that's Israel, forever and his kingdom there will be no end and his kingdom stands not only over the people of israel but for the whole world you know jesus died for the whole world not just for the people of israel so his kingdom will there will be no end on planet earth the bible says this let every matter be established by two or three witnesses. And I've given you, I've given three here from Old Testament to New Testament that the kingdom of God established by Jesus will stand forever and will have no end. In other words, God's kingdom stands right now because we're in the forever part of life. 
See, when I hear these words, there's a confidence that comes to my heart that no matter what I face in life, God's kingdom is established and reigns forever. And no devil, no demon or human can take the kingdom away from that, from the Christian, from me, from you. See, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, God's kingdom is established forever. Well, some say, well, huh, where is the kingdom today? There are so many challenges and issues. It's, it's just almost overwhelming, Pastor Anton. And listen, I am not ignoring the challenges and issues at all. However, the challenges and issues we face today, which I call temporary, I may add, can and will be changed when we function in God's kingdom. Let me just say that again. Every issue, every challenge that's before us is really temporary because God's kingdom is yes and amen. God's kingdom is peace. And we're going to see some other attributes of God's kingdom here in a second. But it's going to change when we function in God's kingdom. See, it's, it's just like us. You know, for those who live in the United States of America, we live according to the bylaws of this, this nation. We function in this nation. We, we, we coexist with other people because there are certain ways and certain rules and certain laws. And those certain ways and certain laws are not going to be the same in another, in another country. If I go to another country, I have to abide according to their laws, their bylaws, their ways. And that's why I'm talking about God's kingdom. God's kingdom, there is a way where we can see God's reigning in our life and that his kingdom could be established in our hearts and throughout our lives, even though we live on planet earth where we live because God's way is the best way. It's the highest way. So what is God's kingdom today? Well, Matthew 6, 33 is very clear. Jesus said when he was on here on planet earth to seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things would be added to us. So we're seeking first his kingdom. We're getting in the presence of God. We're putting him first in our lives. And when we're putting him first in our lives and we're gaining his understanding of how he wants us to live, then things are going to be added to us. Paul said in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's knowing that we're righteous. It's knowing that we have peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So no matter what we face in life, no matter what challenging things come our way, we can remain knowing that we're righteous. We're in right standing with God, that we have peace that passes all understanding, that we have joy unspeakable and full of glory, the Bible says. So if we don't know we're righteous, 
we're not experiencing true peace and joy, then we're not functioning in God's kingdom. See, Romans 14, 17 is the litmus test of where we are when we say we're going to function in God's kingdom. So if we're not experiencing righteousness, peace, and joy in our lives today, then we're really not experiencing God's kingdom, which has no end. We just read that. Remember, the kingdom has been established by Jesus. We just need to operate in it. Well, Pastor Anton, I know what you're saying is true, but this is so hard to do sometimes with the responsibilities that I have and the people that I deal with. Well, see, this is our first mistake. We're not trying, we're not to do anything to make this thing, to make this happen. Matthew 6, 33 just says to seek first the kingdom. It means to go after God. We have to trust and have faith that when we seek him, everything's going to turn out. That takes faith. That's, that's, that's believing in God's grace for your life. Knowing according to Romans 14, 17, that we possess his righteousness peace and joy because it was given to us by grace things that seem to be so hard are going to turn around why because we're trusting in God's kingdom let me tell you about a word that is just thrown out there sometimes when we go to church or when we hear messages like this the word repent repent means to change and go another direction and for some time some of us have been programmed to gain things one way when God has the best way let's make some changes let's go in a different direction so that we can have those better results in our lives all month we've been we've been talking about God's love and and this love is also in God's kingdom. Galatians 5.21 says, Envy, murderers, drunkenness, revelries, and the alike. Those who practice such things will not inherit or enjoy the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is this. It's in Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit, God's kingdom, is in the spirit it's love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control that's the kingdom of god that's why we have to keep this before us that's why reading the bible folks is probably the most important thing that we could do in our lives today it's reassuring us who we are in christ what he's given us. He's given us his love and joy and peace and patience. It's all there. We just got to keep it before us. So according to these two scriptures that I just read in, in Galatians 5, 21, 22, there are two focuses in these verses. One can be accomplished in our own self-effort. Yeah, you can do it. Through an outside action. But the other Galatians 5.22 is accomplished by trusting in the kingdom of God within us. Believing that we have the fruits of God's kingdom so we can function in that kingdom. 
And notice how love, agape love, is in God's kingdom. That's why we got to change how we think, folks. We've been spending all month talking about God's love, how we can learn to love the way God wants us to love. Jesus said, a new command I give to you, love others like I love you. In other words, for us to automatically love others, we have to believe that God's love is extreme towards us personally. That's functioning in God's kingdom. Then we found out that God's love goes over and above in our lives. How God's love towards us is verified throughout the Bible. Today, we're going to talk about the effects of love or how that translates in the kingdom of God in our lives. We all want to know if God lo God's love is working in our lives. And Paul, Paul points out what the effects of love looks like in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. I'm just going to read this to you. And, and then we're going to, and then we're going to, and what I dissect is just a little bit. Verse 1 says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. In other words, you're, making just, you're just making a lot of noise, noise that's not good. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains, but not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to, the, to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love, God's love, never fails. Well, Pastor Anton, huh, how can I remember all the attributes of love? That's why we had to keep this before us. It's not about remembering, and it's okay. I mean, if you want to memorize 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, go, go for it. But the good news is that you don't have to. We just have to keep them before us. So when life challenges comes, we'll automatically, automatically condition ourselves to react in God's love, and that's faith in action. What do I mean by that? See, when we keep the effects of love before us, we'll be kind when others are not. When we're right about something, we're not, gonna, we're not going to parade ourselves. When things aren't going our way, we're not going to be rude toward others. When wrong things happen to other people, when we, when we may feel like they deserve it, we're not going to rejoice about it. When people say the worst things about us, we're going to believe the best of people. Why? Because God's love never fails. One of the ways we can see the love of God more real in our lives 
again, is to keep 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8 before us. And, and, and what I mean by that, let's repeat it back to ourselves, the effects of love. My suggestion is to look these scriptures up in the amplified version of the Bible and start saying them back to ourselves. See, the more we say this, the more we'll automatically be reminded that this is God's love towards ourselves as well as others. See, almost every day I say 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. I've personalized it for myself because I wanted to keep it before me. And you can do the same thing. And this is what I say. I'm just giving you what I say. I say this, I say this almost every single day. I endure long and I'm patient and kind. I am never envious nor boil over with jealousy. I'm not boastful or vainglorious. I do not display myself haughtily. I'm not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. I'm not rude or unmannerly. I do not act unbecomingly. I do not insist on my own ways and my own rights, for I'm not self-seeking. I'm not touchy or fretful or resentful. I take no account of the evil done to me. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. I do not rejoice in injustice or unrighteousness, but I do rejoice when right and truth prevail. I bear up under anything and everything that comes. I'm ever ready to believe the best of every person. My hopes are faithless under all circumstances, and I endure everything without weakening, and I never fail. Why? Because God's love never fails. This is what I do, folks, to keep the effects of love alive on the inside of me. And you can do the same thing. When this becomes a part of who you are, you're going to notice a change in your life, around your life, and with other people. You'll react differently. You'll do things differently because now, now you have the effects of God's love operating because you're making it known to yourself. See, if you haven't noticed throughout this, this series of teaching, each title has the acronym of the word love. Learn to love. And these are the titles. Learn to love. L, over and above love. O, V, verifying God's love. E, the effect, effects of love. My hope is that God's love becomes more real to us every day. My encouragement to you is to go back and listen to the series of teaching and let it be a part of who you are in Christ. Why? When change occurs on the inside, which is the kingdom of God, then change will eventually occur on the outside because God's kingdom, especially his love, reigns forever. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every listener today. I pray, Lord God, that they have a revelation of your love towards them. I pray, Lord God, that as they seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, that as they indulge themselves in your word, that when they face the challenges of life, I pray, Holy Spirit, make yourself real to them. Remind them of the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness, the goodness, the all the attributes of your kingdom in their life, God. I thank you for every person 
I thank you, Lord God, that you're doing a great work in their lives. We honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, everyone. Subscribe now and don't miss out on any other episodes. For more information, go to discovergraceandtruth.com. If you want to receive an email reminder, you can sign up there as well. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that this episode reminded you that God loves you. He is for you and he is ready to go above and beyond what you can ask or think according to his power that works in you. We love you and we'll catch you next time.